What's up, guys, and welcome to the very first episode of the Breakfast Balls podcast. I am Ryan, the t-shirt guy, here with Tyler, the camera guy, the Breakfast Balls crew sitting right in front of you today. We figured, Tyler, you know, we've been having a lot of fun mm-hmm. with the skit videos, uh, the challenges, stuff like that. But let's uh, let's take a deeper dive into what the Breakfast Balls page is all about, um, what we got coming in the future, and just uh, kind of just touching on some of the stuff that we've been experiencing on the golf course, all of that good stuff. Because probably like a lot of you guys, we are very amateur golfers. We're fresh <laughs> into the sport. This is, I think, this is probably only my second, uh, second or third summer really diving into golf. Tyler's probably first summer. Yeah, it's my first summer. I've legitimately considered myself a golfer. Yeah. And we've been we we have been hitting the course uh, very hard multiple like, times a week, yep. almost every week this summer. Yep. So uh, we're we're very fresh into it, mm-hmm. and we feel like there are a lot of people out there like us. Uh, and the toughest part about golf, in my mind, Tyler, I think we tweeted this out on the Breakfast Balls page, is trying to act like you're having fun <laughs> when you're playing like absolute yeah. shit. That is the internal battle that we have right now. Um, but guys, we just want to take a deep dive into the Breakfast Balls page, uh, provide you guys with a little bit more content. That is the overview of the Breakfast Balls podcast. Well, in my mind, Ryan, a good round of golf is almost like a podcast with your cart partner. Yeah. It's just conversation on the golf course. And so we're just going to pretend like we're in a golf cart during this podcast and let the conversation flow. Deal. Um, I don't know who said this, but someone uh, along the road said, all business is done on the golf course, Tyler. All business. Business meetings um, are done on the golf course as well for us now in the podcast studio. So welcome, guys. Welcome to the very first episode of the Breakfast Balls podcast. They piped that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fluffed their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs> breakfast ball. So, Tyler... <laughs> There's a little bit of a hurdle uh, in starting a podcast. The Breakfast Balls page is probably only a couple months old. Uh, we've spanned it across TikTok, across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now we're hitting the podcast world. But we've been talking lately. In starting this podcast, Tyler, mm-hmm. what the hell are we going to talk about? <laughs> what the hell are we going <laughs> to talk about? Well, I guess for a little background on us, we both work for the You Betcha brand. So you guys have seen the You Betcha skit videos. They're super popular. Miles, the You Betcha guy is our boss. Um, so that's kind of where we got the idea in general to, to start the page. That yep. was a branch of the You Betcha golf videos yep. that we've kind of taken under our wing and kind of made into a, a completely different thing. But at the same time, we're still You Betcha. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah, I, I would say that we're kind of the first official sub-brand of You Betcha. You know, there's been mm-hmm. a lot of... There's been multiple pages that we've started and kind of just fell off with. And I feel like part of that is with Miles just having so much shit to do <laughs> yeah. uh, with the original You Betcha page. Yep. So uh, we've, you know, we've started Boys Are Buzzing. We've started a couple other pages that the streams, the streams yep. that we just, you know, there's not really a, a direction to go with that. And in order for um, for us to expand our network, expand our, po- our podcast network, our media network, uh, we need to start diving more into sub brands. So. I feel like Breakfast Ball is kind of the first brand that has stuck, that has stuck, the first brand that we've started to put actually a lot of time into. But yeah, I think that is because we genuinely enjoy the shit out of it. Right. Like it's actually fun. So it doesn't feel like work. Like, yep. yeah, we're filming and like we, we skip a couple holes because we're shooting videos. Yep. But at the same time, it's still fun. Like, oh, yeah. 
Um, and the fact that, you know, we can, we can get up early on a, on a Wednesday or Thursday morning, we can hit the golf course and that's work for us on the company dollar <laughs> on the company dollar. That's, that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we're going to be golfing anyway, so why not just create content out of it yep. and, uh, and, and make it into, into that sub brand that we've always envisioned under you betcha. So, um, just to clear up any confusion, we we're, we're tied into the, you betcha brand you know, Miles uh, lets us piggyback off of the uh, off of the You Betcha page here and there, which definitely helps us grow. Mm-hmm. And now we're just going to start diving into other avenues like the podcast. And if you guys have seen uh, Tyler's little little bit on You Betcha Radio, um, because Tyler also runs the You Betcha Radio podcast, you've seen from episode one with Miles and I on You Betcha Radio and how it has evolved into episode eighty four, which we just released this past Wednesday. Yep. That is going to be a very similar track for the Breakfast Balls podcast. It's going to, probably going to start out a little rough. <laughs> We're going to get better. We're going to find some good topics to talk about. And uh, we hope you guys uh, can enjoy it along the way. Absolutely. What do they say? Pressure makes diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds. I think Jake uh, Jake once said diamonds make pressure, which didn't make <laughs> yeah. a lot of sense. But also Jake is fresh out of college, so I wouldn't expect him to know that. There's not a lot going on up there except for video editing and yeah. video games. Yep. 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 Um. So I think the the internal battle is uh, obviously figuring out what we're going to talk about, especially through the winter. Um, we've gotten across one of those hurdles, Tyler. The bunker 2.0 is being built. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Um, Do we want to tell them yet, or should we wait? Should we tease them that there's going to be something golf related in the bunker, or do we just go out and tell them? I'm so excited! Hmm. I'm so excited! I think I think we just tell them. This but is episode. It's, it's confirmed, right? We're not going to just say this and then Miles all of a sudden be like, nah, that's not happening. This is definitely, this has to be confirmed. Uh, pending whatever happens in the near future, the Bunker 2.0 is being built as we speak. Mm-hmm. And in those plans will be uh, a legit, probably 20 by 16 foot golf simulator. Hell yeah. Which also was another push for us saying like, hey, uh, it's kind of tough to golf in the, in, in the winter <laughs> yep. in the Midwest, but if we can do it indoors and we can also play the brand new PGA Tour 2K21, I think we can fill out a content schedule in the Midwest in the middle of winter uh, playing golf indoors. Absolutely. So imagine, we might be the only people golfing when there's six feet of snow. Yes. But I also feel like there's some fun content we can maybe do in the snow in the snow yep some lake golf maybe some lake golf um at at the bunker 2.0 we're also going to have we also have like a retaining pond um i think we should do like a floating green come springtime come summertime get one of those big pads those lily pad things and we chip onto it exactly um so we got a lot of stuff uh coming on the horizon for you guys but for now tyler we've been uh we've been hitting the challenges hard We've done one skip video, which did really well. Um, what's been your favorite challenge video so far? Kind of just bring us through a couple of the different videos that we've done and which one that you've uh, you've resonated with the most. So the OG, the what is a breakfast ball video yep. has a special place in my heart just okay. because we, we described the brand. A breakfast ball is when you're on the first tee box and you mentioned you maybe drank a little too much the night before. You didn't stretch. You show up maybe five minutes late, Ryan. Like me. Ryan, every yep. every week. Every time. And uh, you shank your first one off the tee. Naturally. Naturally. But golf should be a forgiving sport. Yes. So 
you don't even, that shot didn't happen. You put your breakfast ball back on the tee and then you put it on the green. Easy enough. I like to describe it as your first hit off the tee box. I like to describe that as shot zero. Yes. Shot zero is, again, showing up to the tee box. You have no clue uh, how how your form, how your technique is feeling that day. It's a feel-out shot. Doesn't count. Shot zero. Now, shot number one, the counter is the breakfast ball. Mm-hmm. So you shank shot zero. You throw shot number one up on the on the tee, and, uh, and you go about your round from there, Tyler. So uh, it's kind of like drinking your first cup of coffee throughout the day. Cup number zero is the one that just makes the rest of the cups work. It's also just to like get you back to normal. After waking up <laughs> yeah. just groggy as hell, you, you, you slam a cup of coffee and that one kind of just gets you back to where you should be as a human. You That's know? cup zero. Now cup one is the one that you can enjoy and maybe sip through throughout the, the morning, the late morning. Mm-hmm. That's cup number one, similar to breakfast balls. The, the thing though, like with everything else in life, Breakfast balls aren't perfect. They are not perfect. Um, I and Ryan and many golfers, I think, can tell you, sometimes you shank that second shot too. Correct. I, more often than not, I shank the second shot. So, And then it's like, well, you know, do I go play my first shot or am I going to stick with my second shot? Oh, yeah. Also rule, you can play your first one if you need it. If you if your first one is a, is a duff to the right, but then your second one just dribbles off the tee box, you can take the first duff to the right. Yes. Um, so I guess kind of my question to the audience is like, uh, who has all heard of a breakfast ball? You know, we've, we've done a little research here and there. And, um, a lot of people in the Midwest can resonate with the breakfast ball. The mulligan, that's a popular one. The mulligan. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, typically you get one mulligan throughout the round. Now we haven't really, we haven't really, um, distinguished whether you can use your breakfast ball on hole number six, if you want to, Mm -hmm. let's just say you wake up and you're feeling fucking great. I uh, got a good night's sleep, maybe only had two, three beers, <laughs> feeling good, and you absolutely pipe that first ball. Now, you can go ahead and play that, but can't do you, relate. do you get that breakfast ball throughout the rest of the hole, like or throughout the rest of the round like you would a mulligan or not? We're still kind of working on that. I Because th- the way we've played, I think it highly depends on the round you're having. Yes. So now, if, if it's, we're... It's a ahead. fluid rule. Yeah, and, and if we're out filming content, I'll tell you one thing. Um, you come out of filming content after a, a round of nine pretty pissed off. I do anyways. <laughs> Not because uh, the video went bad or anything like that. It always, it always goes fine. But just the fact that it is so hard to golf while oh, filming while shooting. Yep. And because you're already like, when you're golfing normally, you don't want to slow people down, yes. right? Gentleman but when sport. you're golfing and shooting a video, it's inevitable. You're going to slow someone down. And I hate that feeling of just someone riding your ass for the last three holes. Yeah. God, I mean, and I feel bad about it. It's not like, oh, get off my ass. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. We're trying to hurry. Right, right. We had an instance yesterday, actually, where we were filming a skip video. Uh, that will come out this next week. Um, and the guy, we, there was two guys behind us. They were, they were kind of right on our ass. We were trying to play through. We actually ended up skipping a hole in general. Um, we got to a hole and they crested the hill and they they saw us filming the skip video. Oh yeah, I, I saw them wondering like what the hell is going on with these guys. And um, after we were done, we were kind of filming our, our outro on the tailgate uh, for that round. And they drive by in their car and they go, "Hey, you guys run a YouTube channel?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah! Yep. Those are the guys yep. that we want on our ass mm-hmm. uh, playing a round of nine." 
And uh, they get it. They get it. They saw the camera. They knew what we were doing. We we're just out there creating content. And that's why also why we golf so early is so there's to less... avoid people. Yeah, exactly. Try not to screw everyone else's day up. Yep. But honestly, if we're doing in the weekdays, we probably should go in the middle of the day. Probably because no one's golfing at noon on a Tuesday, but everyone's trying to get their round in before work. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I've been out driving, you know, uh, driving out two, three p.m., ten, eleven a.m. There's people all over the place. That's I, when you get all the retired old guys. Yeah, it's like they just golf at two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, it's like, do people not work? Not those guys. Those guys are just, and that's where I hope I end up in life. One Hell day. yeah. Um, your own golf cart. You just show up every day. You got your tee time booked every yes. single day. Yep. You You're got like, the oh, membership. Morning, Ryan. Yes. How are you doing? Yep. I hope I get there one day in life. And uh, I always say. Ever since I started golfing pretty heavily a couple years ago, um, my dream job after retirement. So I guess you couldn't really, you wouldn't really call it retirement because I'm still working. My dream job after retirement, soft retirement, soft retirement would be, uh, would be mowing at a golf course because I could see you liking that grounds crew, grounds crew, head groundskeeper though. The foreman. Is it a foreman for a grounds crew? Um, or are you the head's ground? Head groundskeeper. I think I'd be the head groundskeeper. That sounds way cool too. Because for one, I I love mowing. That <laughs> is like my escape where I can just throw the headphones on, uh, not have to answer to anybody. I can do whatever I want uh, as far as like design in my yard go. I I was I was messing around with some cool designs in my yard yesterday. Some zigzags. I, no, I did I did a circle all the way around yesterday. Really? Kind of like I would on a green. I've never done that before. Turned out pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> so. I would maybe even get a little too crafty on the golf course. It'd probably fuck something up. But uh, that's... that's... You accidentally turn the fairway into a giant green. Yeah. It's just too short because you're getting all designy with it. Well, for guys like me, that would help if uh, the green was a little bit bigger and the fairway was a little wider. Yeah, I don't hit the fairway, so... But I think that would be my dream soft retirement job is mowing greens at a golf course. Uh, That's a tight retirement job. Very peaceful. Not, you know, not a lot of... It's the old timers that are out in the morning. But also... The old timers are probably the most critical, which is really where you got to be on top of your game when it comes to the mower. Yeah. Old timers on the golf course are either one breed or another. There's yes. no in between. They're either the really funny old guys who will crack jokes with you or they're crabby old bastards who don't want kids on their golf course messing things up with no golf etiquette. <laughs> Those are the only two options yes. for old men on the course. One one thing I also see with, uh, with the old timers in golf is... Um, you know, obviously, the older you get, the less mobility you have. Uh, there's not a lot of hip rotation. There's not None. a lot of not a lot of uh, engagement in the hips. And as a 27 year old, only a couple years into golf, I can already feel my hips really <laughs> tightening up. And I'm like, man, I'm hope I hopefully have another 30 years of this in me. But I really hope that that's not my swing in 30 years. But you got to think about it. Those old timers can't hit the ball very far but they hit it exactly where they want it. It's like 150 yards at the max, right? But it's straight as an arrow. Yeah. It's exactly where they want it placed. And they do that all the way to the hole. We we can pipe it a lot further than those old men, but ours is left, right, they're straight so, into the ground. There's so much more room for air. Oh, yeah. So much more room for air and how we hit the ball versus uh, an old timer hitting the ball. You got to respect that. Yeah. So when all these people in the comments give me shit about not using my hips, I'm just trying to emulate these old <laughs> bastards and then hit it straight. Now, 
if you guys have seen any of the videos on uh, on our Instagram page, Facebook page, you'll notice that uh, Tyler doesn't have the most sound swing, <laughs> but you play a very a very uh, good draw. You play a very good draw, and if you can figure out how to actually play that shot, it could be very deadly. Right. So I'm at the point in my golf career that I'm so I'm not good. And I'm not going to try to correct my swing until it's consistent. And okay. it's starting to get consistent. Yep. So now once I hit it the same every time, then I'll start tweaking that. And I don't know if that's sound golf logic or not. Just in my in my weird brain, that makes sense to me that once I hit it the same every time, then I can start tweaking it. Because if I'm inconsistent and I'm hitting it weird, I'll change something. And then I'm still going to be inconsistent. Well, and we can we can relate that to bow hunting. Exactly. You know, if you have a if you're shooting your 20 yard pin three inches high and to the left, you're not just going to go and switch your pin uh, three inches lower and to if the right. If your group is all over the damn place, you're not moving that pin until your group is tight. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I think that can relate over into bow hunting, which is something Tyler and I also do together. Um, yeah, it's it. Golf is such an interesting game because you can come off the course super pissed off. But I'll tell you what, that next tee time is booked probably instantly after you <laughs> yeah, get off the course. You're already thinking about the next round, walking off the last green. There's always something that brings you back. I don't know what that yeah. is. I think it's just our personalities vibe so well with the game of golf where we just want to get better. Yeah, exactly. I, d I don't like being bad at anything, and I'm pretty bad at golf, oh, it's just which like, is why I like it. But there's, there's always that one shot. Or that maybe two or three shots in a round that keep you coming back. Yep. And that's what that's one of our our sayings when we're not on camera because it's kind of cheesy. We're like, oh, that one will get me back here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You, you just you pipe a nice drive, or you uh, you sink a, a fifteen foot putt. Mm -hmm. You know, some people say, yeah, you sink a forty foot putt and it'll bring me right back. It's like, nah, if we need fifteen. Uh, that's it. I'm just trying to get within two feet of the hole when yep. it comes to a forty foot putt. You sink a fifteen foot putt. The next tee times booked booked instantly. Yeah, I'm on my phone already already adding it to my to my queue of things to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you know as the uh, as the season starts to wrap up, uh, we're gonna get as much golf as we can in uh, by the time the snow hits. And yeah. Sorry. Th speaking about that, you know, I this is my first year really golfing. Yep. I did not realize how much of a difference fall golf makes. Like I knew it was gonna be chillier. But it's kind of a different game. You can lose balls in the fairway. Yes. Uh, you have to hit the course with less trees. Mm -hmm. There's going to be more wind. So you're going to have to account for that a little bit more. But the more trees, the more leaves, the more balls you're going to lose. Well, and then too, you have to wear layers. So your swing's all janked up. Yeah. You're not swinging in just a polo or just a t-shirt. You got a t-shirt, a long sleeve a polo, a sweatshirt. Yep. And then uh one of our buddies wears a face mask. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh like like a like a non-covid face mask. Yeah, like a warmth face mask just to keep his face warm. Yeah. Yes. And that's I mean that's the curse of golfing in the Midwest, but it's also a different wrinkle. It's made it kind of interesting. Uh, my grandpa has instituted a rule into fall golf called the leaf ball. Okay. So if you hit a shot and you know for sure that that shot shouldn't be lost, like you hit it it may be in the rough, but you weren't anywhere near some long shit or you weren't anywhere near the water. There's no reason you should lose that ball, but you can't find it because there's 9,000 leaves on the ground. Yeah. You just get to take a drop and no penalty. 
Because that's not your fault. No, no, no. That no one raked those leaves. And I don't expect them to rake the entire golf course would suck. Do they? So when they when they mow the rough, uh, do they? They don't bag it, do they? I no. don't know. I'm pretty sure they eject it. Yeah. It, they Maybe the really, really nice golf courses do. But like your classic, like nice small town golf course yeah. probably doesn't. Yeah, I mean I've never seen like a like a, a pile of grass over in the over in the trees maybe where you hit your ball like the mower's not hopping off of the, the guy mowing is not hopping off the mower uh grabbing the bag and dumping it over in the trees. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Um maybe they just have a massive tank. Like the, the could be. the bagger tank is huge. Kind of like a kind of like a combine. Yeah. Yep. They're just combining the roughs. They're combining the roughs. Uh, they're, you know, uh, now uh, we get into fall harvest of leaves on the golf course. So we're combining the leaves off the rough. Uh, you said that was called the leaf rule your mm -hmm. grandpa implemented. I kind of like that. You know why? Because it, it just gives me one extra one extra stroke <laughs> I don't have to deal with. It's The leaf rule is, in a roundabout way, another version of a breakfast ball. So essentially you're getting two breakfast yep. balls, which I love. Because the more I can get, the better. The more rules we can implement to uh, not sacrifice more strokes, I'm in for that. Yeah, and so we we talk about how we want to shave strokes, but then we're shooting videos like the spinner wheel challenge and the reverse club challenge, and just videos that absolutely crush our scorecards. But we're out here trying to like, ah, I need this breakfast ball rule. I need yeah. this leaf ball rule. We will literally come up with any rule we can just to get another stroke. Yep. So. Uh, if you ever play us in two v two, don't don't be surprised if uh, we pull something out of our ass at the end, because <laughs> it might happen. Um, another point on fault golf, Tyler, is for me, anyways. I want to I want to be able to dress the part. I want to be able to, even though I'm not the greatest golfer and probably never will be, I want to make it look like I know how to golf. Oh, it's the look good, play good mentality, right? Exactly. And it's like when fall golf comes around, and I'm searching for golf pants and golf long sleeves and uh, stuff like that on the internet. I'm not dropping three to four hundred bucks on a pair of pants and a polo yeah. or a zip up. Why? Why are golf pants? so much more expensive than golf shorts. I understand that pants take more material than shorts, but they are triple, maybe quadruple the price of a pair of golf shorts. And I don't understand that because it's not triple or quadruple the fabric. Why are they that more, much more expensive than just regular pants? I, yeah, I wear, we wear sweatpants that look like golf pants and exactly. no one can tell the difference. No one can tell the difference. Um, and also, I'm not just going to wear blue jeans on the golf course because then nah. I just I don't feel good. You lose some mobility. Yeah, that's that's more of an outfit to wear maybe to the restaurant at the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, a nice pair of shoes, um, stuff like that. I also actually really like wearing my golf shoes, just like just wearing them around. You wear your golf shoes around. Well, like after I'm done with a round of golf, I'll wear them into the clubhouse for supper. I'll wear them home. And then mow the lawn in them. I'll mow the lawn in them. Gives me good grip when I'm um, taking turn, <laughs> uh, taking corners. Maybe uh, I wear them in the living room, watching wear, golf. Yep. Um, you know, kind of as a kid, when you get a new pair of shoes, you throw them on in the house and just, you know, you got to break them in. Well, Ryan, does wearing them for 15 minutes in the house break them in? No, but it makes me feel like they're broken it's in. It's a good start. And it feels good to wear them. So <laughs> that, you're just in your kitchen with your golf shoes on. You got like a spatula in your hands and you're practicing your swing. I can't tell you the amount of times I have uh, just practiced my swing, my dry swing in a random spot in my house. Uh, sometimes in front of my wife, sometimes not. The mirror. The mirror. Yep. Oh my gosh. That is, you walk in front of the mirror 
if you're if, if you're a true breakfast ball golfer, can you pass by a mirror and not practice your golf swing? Yes. Yes, you can. <sighs> I don't do that ever. I do because I I also have I have big mirrors in my garage for my for my home gym. It is home it's gym. it's the perfect. You do have a badass home gym. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Um it's uh it's it's how I, you know pipe the ball so far yeah that's about you know i mean what are we talking it's, like 375 3 380 maybe probably on average like 340 yep no yep. <laughs> <laughs> no that has been uh that has been a, a huge topic of conversation uh between myself tyler miles especially miles and i have actually argued about this multiple times i legitimately argued um how far i i can hit the ball and uh so I, I the reason that I love the breakfast ball is because I can swing the piss out of that first ball. Mm -hmm. And if it goes straight, man, is it going to go? But if it doesn't, Hey, no problem. Get, I got another ball. It takes the pressure off. You can just let loose. And that's why, uh, this is actually a great point too, Tyler. I am much more of a morning golfer than I am an afternoon golfer. I would agree a hundred percent because in, in the afternoon slash evening, I probably already have six to 700 milligrams of caffeine in my system. <laughs> yeah, I'm jittery. Uh, my body's kind of loosened up. Whereas the morning, I'm still a little bit stiff. I'm not gonna swing my clubs as hard because I, I, just, won't, I just got out of bed 20 minutes before that. And it actually does me well because I, my swing slows down. Uh, I, I, I have a little bit more focus on the ball. I'm not as jittery. And uh, that's honestly led me to think that I am a morning golfer over an evening golfer any day of the week. So I would agree with you, but for different reasons. Okay. I like morning golf because golf takes a big chunk out of your day. Yes. Oh, yeah. And if you golf in the middle of the day, you can't do anything in the morning because you got to get ready for golf, right? Yep. You, you know that you have, you're in a time crunch in the morning. You can't do anything in the evenings because there's not much time left in the day after you golf 18. You're fighting the sun. Yeah, you get up and you're one of the first 10 tee times. You finish up about noon. You still have a whole day left. Yeah. And oh, there's yeah. nothing on the front or back end that can get in your way. That's why I love morning golf on the on, on the weekends. Oh, it's the perfect. You wake up Saturday morning. This is where the breakfast ball comes into effect. You wake up Saturday morning. You put on it. You were, you were halfway in the bag the yep. night before. You step up on the tee back and then you hit your fruit. You crush you crush your first ball off the tee. Yep. Maybe a mile left or Into a mile right. Yep. But as you crush that ball, your hangover just dissipates. Oh yeah. It's just gone. I was telling you uh, last su last Sunday the Vikings were playing. They played at noon, so uh, naturally I went went to the bar. Uh, had a couple. Uh, 13, 14, too many beers. Uh, the day actually ended way sooner than I thought. My, my buddies got their tabs early. I'm like, okay, well. I don't know what to do now. So I actually got a tea time for later that day. Just out of boredom or just out of? Because <sighs> I didn't know what I, I didn't know what to do at that point of the day. I was in the I was half in the bag at three o'clock. Tea time was at six. So I went home and took the worst nap of my life. <laughs> I woke up raging headache, feeling worse, feeling worse mm -hmm. than I did when I went to when I went to bed or went to take a nap. And uh, the thing that saved me that day was that tea time at 6 p.m. Because once you get out on the course, uh, and I was walking, by the way, Tyler. I wasn't riding Just a got cart. Got a quick nine in. Got a quick nine in. You know, nice fresh air in the face. Uh, popped a couple Advils, and uh, I felt like a million bucks. So that is probably one the only exception that I would take uh, evening golf over morning golf is when I absolutely need it. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I like evening golf if it's just nine. Yep. Because then you can start at like the 6 p.m. instead of starting at three and trying to get 18 in yep. before it gets dark now in the fall. Um, summer is a little bit easier, but most courses close at like seven o'clock, right? Uh, well, the clubhouse usually closes at like, uh, so what I've found is the last tea time that they will allow you to get a cart at is usually 6.30. Okay. Um, because you obviously have to have the cart back by the time the clubhouse closes down. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to golf at seven, at like 7.30, you could get a tea time for 7.30 because those 6.30 cart riders are still on the course. The clubhouse is still open. But if, if you're walking, if you're walking, you can play till it's pitch blackout. You have some glow in the dark balls. We haven't had to try that for. I know. A, get a night vision lens. Yes. We do a night round. We need to do. We need to. We need to get like uh, fifteen or sixteen glow in the dark balls. Oh, more than that. Even though they glow in the dark, we'll find a way to lose them. <laughs> uh, we'll use the, the. That's where the leaf rule comes into effect. We use um, that a lot. We're going to use that a lot going forward. But uh, we definitely need to find a course that will let us on at night um, just for legal purposes, I guess you could say, and uh, hit some glow-in-the-dark balls. Double check with them first. Yeah. Yeah. But again, hey, we're uh, part of the Breakfast Balls crew. We're looking to film some content on the internet. Maybe we'll plug the golf course that we're at. And uh, you scratch our back by letting us on mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the dark, and uh, we'll scratch yours. So... Yeah, by displaying your beautiful course in the in the pitch darkness of night. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. You can't get any better than that, Tyler. Yeah. You can't get, a, get any better perfect. promotion than that. Yep. Um, so what's running through my mind right now is how much longer we have of fall golf. I, I feel like There's it's like an urgency almost. I know. I know. It's like we need to get as much in as we can right now, even though we might still have another two months left. Yeah, that's just it, though. Where we live... Two months is not guaranteed at this point. Correct. We could have a foot of snow halfway through October. Yep. Um, I think one of the courses we played a few weeks ago said last year they closed the, the last week in October. Um, but it also comes down like the the irrigation system. If, mm -hmm. if we're getting heavy frost and it's getting below that 32 degrees at night, uh, they have to essentially, they have to close the course down because um, they got to blow the sprinklers out so that the pipes don't freeze up. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they obviously can't tend to the greens, to the fairways um, after that because they got no irrigation system. Mm -hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting in the next couple months how many how many videos we can get in. But um, at the same we're gonna time- We're going to shoot a shitload. We're going to shoot a ton. We're, uh, we're going to keep streaming PGA Tour 2K21, which has been a blast. We're going to do that on uh, probably Thursday nights at 4 p.m. Um, on the You Betcha Twitch channel. So that'll be fun. And then uh, we have this simulator coming hopefully uh, Janu hopefully in January. Yeah, that's going to be sick. But uh, in the meantime, you know, Tyler, there are states in, in the United States that are warmer than the Midwest where the golf courses are open year round. I've never been. And uh, no one's saying that a road trip down south is out of, the, out of the picture. Do we have to take PTO? Content. It's a business trip. Hell yeah, we're going to have to put that bug in the boss's ear. Already did. Head of the game. Already did. Uh, T-shirt guy is on it. Yeah, I mean, what what more could you look forward to than uh, than taking a business trip to just go play golf down south? Down south? Like, are we talking like Iowa? Depends on where there's no snow. <laughs> Probably as far, as, as, as least far south as we can get to where the courses are open. Now... So then we're playing fall ball again, essentially. Then we're playing fall ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think about this? 
we just keep kind of like Canadian geese. We just keep making keep our way south. south and we just get right in front of the snow. Keep going, keep mm-hmm. going, keep going, keep going. It, sooner than you know, we're at the tip of Texas <laughs> and, uh, and we're, we're golfing in shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, this could take a month time, but again, business trip, content trip, film as many videos as we can, get as many rounds in as we can. We just have like two years worth of videos done. Yeah. The the breakfast ball crew, um, we're going to start acting like the uh, Canadian geese, the, the, the greenhead mallards. We're going to start migrating down south and just staying right in front of the snow so we can golf as much as possible. All right. And you know all about that. You know what we keep talking about? We keep talking about like golfing as much as possible. This sport is very addicting. It's very addicting regardless of how good you are because as we talked earlier, something is always going to bring you back. Mm-hmm. It's that 15-foot putt. It's that one drive out of 18 holes that you absolutely demolish. Uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, I feel like after this year, after starting the page, we're, we're kind of hooked and uh, we expect to be in it for the long haul. So yeah, I'm, I'm all, I got new grips for my clubs after one season. So that, that right there just shows me that, you know, the startup cost of, of us playing golf is, is fairly cheap, but when you start putting new grips on clubs, (laughs) when you start buying your first pair of golf pants for a hundred bucks. Yeah. That's not happening for me. I'm wearing sweatpants. Man, I hope that you're in the, the game for the long haul. The the thing about <laughs> the grips is I legitimately had some grips and my irons falling off. And it's like, ah, if I if I want to be consistent like I keep preaching, yep. I better have some grips on my clubs at least. Just that's the classic dad move though, Tyler. Is you just you literally exhaust something as much as possible until you have to get something new. Like your grips force you to get new grips. Because they were falling off. They did. And I just needed, I needed just two clubs to start going bad to justify getting grips for all of them. Yeah. Yep. That's all it took for me. Are you a, are you a fat grip uh, type of guy when it comes to like a putter or anything like that? I, so I haven't put the grips on yet, but I did get one. Like it, a fatty. It is not, th- it is in between them. Okay. So right now I have just, it is basically just leather on the club. Paper it is thin. thin as hell. But this new one I got is like 50 cent piece. Okay. About. Yep. So it's not on there yet, but I'm very interested to see what it's like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I have on my putter. I, I just bought a new putter probably two months ago. And um, if if you're wondering, yes, the price tag still is on the club uh, because I just don't know if I like it yet. And, have you uh, used it? I haven't seen you use it. Oh, it's the it's the putter I've been using this whole summer. Oh. Or, or within like the last two, three months. The Wilson one? Yep. Oh. I left the price tag on <laughs> because I might just want to return it. If I'm not making 15 footers regularly, I might just take it back. Well, it might want 40 footers. It needs to be a guarantee. It needs to be a guarantee. Yep. But for us, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee Never. that we're going to hit a fairway on a breakfast ball, tee box number one. Um, just like there's no guarantee if these new grips are going to help you or not. Uh, but I am also getting into that boat, Tyler, of, you know, you know, buying, buying a new putter and uh, I bought a new driver this year, actually, too. Um, I bought new irons last year, which when I say new irons, I went to second swing uh, out in the cities. Is that like uh, buy used clubs? Yep. Refurbished clubs, whatever. But the greatest thing about second swing is that you got these old timers who all they do is golf, probably mm-hmm. got a lot of money built, built up from retirement, from whatever they did in their past business. 
they're trading clubs in every every year, two years. So they have barely any mileage on them. Barely any mileage. And uh, I ended up getting a full set of the tailor-made burners for like 250 bucks. Damn. My, I mean, my dad dropped a lot of money on new Callaway irons. I was looking at new iron sets the other day. You can, it's, it's hard to get out of there without spending a thousand bucks. Oh yeah. There's uh, when I was, I was at the, the sports store the other day and looking for a new golf bag. And I was looking, I, you gotta go look at the clubs. If you're in oh, the yeah. golf section, you gotta go look at them. And the most expensive set of irons there, and it was a full set all the way from a lob wedge to a to a four. Yep. It was like thirty eight hundred bucks or something like that. Oh, it wasn't four thousand, but it was it was close. Sales tax four thousand. Yep. Over the top. I would be afraid to hit those. That's uh, like swinging a. That's like swinging a hundred dollar bill. You, that's, you don't want to rip that. It's also about like buying a a seventy thousand dollar Ford Raptor, <laughs> where like you're you're washing that thing every day, mm-hmm. you're detailing that thing uh, twice a week. Um, I'm I'm just not there yet. I'm not there yet. Maybe one day, probably not, because let's be real. You know, as Midwest golfers, there is an off season. Uh, not for us because we're in the content game with golf, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the, the 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 pros the people who can shoot you know plus one plus two even throughout 18 rounds those guys are golfing like four or five times a week oh so, yeah without it they're at least hitting the range every day yes so to make that justifiable for a midwest golfer uh that's tough it's very yeah. tough to spend four grand on irons unless unless you're like the geese and you migrate south and you migrate south or Tyler, if you have a super stick adjustable club, you don't need irons. You just need to, you need one. You can literally go on eBay. You can spend $120 mm-hmm. on the super stick adjustable club, which we actually just did a video on at breakfast.balls. If you want to go check it out, um, we did a, we did a review on the adjustable club that goes from a one iron, which as a driver. driver, all the way to a putter and everything in between. Which, not surprising, the one iron and the putter aren't that far off from each other on the angle. No. They're they're pretty similar. No, not at all. Um, and in the video, you had, you had uh, made a point, Tyler, of, man, the ball comes off hot with this putter. So I'm like, okay, I'll take that to heart. <laughs> First putt, I'm putting for par with the adjustable club on a par five. And that baby went no farther than 10 feet. <laughs> well, 15 you, foot putt. You were hitting uphill too. Yeah, which is also one thing I never take into consideration is yeah. like, oh, I'm uphill. That's one thing that I've learned from. I will talk about that on a different podcast. We're good. That putter, though, I don't think we had it set up right, number one. I agree. It was, so here's the club face, right? The putter setting was kind of like this. So for the people listening, instead of it being at like a 45 degree angle, it was probably like a 40 degree angle. So it was a little bit of a, a, a an acute angle off yeah. the green. I don't yeah. know if that makes any sense. I don't know how to describe it. It was like, a, instead of having loft on the club, it was like negative, negative loft. Yes. Yes. And so you had to like kind of hold your hands back all weird. I don't think we had it set up right. That thing is confusing. It got it from grandpa. So there's no instructions. He's lefty. So he'd never used it. So we were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. And it honestly could have been worse. What did we triple and double it? Uh, you quadruple bogeyed it. 
Well, we weren't counting one of the shots. Right? Oh, that's right. Uh, triple bogey and double <laughs> bogey on a par five, which again, what we found out with a lot of these challenge videos that we've been doing, um, we're actually scoring pretty oh. similar to what we would have right. if we were hitting regular clubs. Right. I mean, like I, I may be good for a quad bogey once a round, but it's not out of the realm of possibility with yeah. my regular clubs. Yep. Well, so. and I feel like also when you're not hitting the correct club, and you're you're specifically doing it for content. There's a lot less pressure to make a good shot. Mm -hmm. And uh, you think about it less because there's, you know, you're not going to hit it like your regular club. So you're thinking about all the other variables less. Right. Right. Uh, which, you know, why would I not implement that into my regular golf game? Why would I not hit <laughs> a seven iron off the tee box? Because I know it's probably it's going to go a lot straighter. There's going to be a lot less room for error because it's not going to go as far. And I can still lay up in three shots and maybe putt for par. Because that would make too much sense, Ryan. It would make too much sense. And at the same time, trying to get used to my clubs. Yeah. Um, I want to be a good golfer. Like, there's nothing more I want to do uh, right now than be a good golfer. Same. That would be tight. It would be tight. But it also, uh, it might, uh, it might lessen the breakfast ball brand if we were actually good golfers okay, so here's the thing how about you get good and i'll just stay shitty deal okay because then it's the best of both worlds yeah and then there'll be like a random round where i shoot well and you'll get pissed and it'll be funny yep um and at the same time like we're in a good spot right now because i, I put up a post on instagram yesterday of how uh you got the advice guy, right? Yep. So there's the the average at best to below average golfer who loves just to give advice. And why I feel the need to give advice to people when I am not that great of a golfer myself is beyond me. It's because it's the advice you want to be following, but you forget yes. to. Or you just don't know how to follow it. So maybe someone else can follow that same advice yep. and it might help them a little bit. Those who can't do, teach. Yes. But no, nothing and those against who can't teachers. We teach love you. Podcast about being <laughs> shitty golfers. Yeah. Those who try to teach but can't have a podcast. Called Breakfast Balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Ryan, should we wrap this thing up? We're gonna wrap it up, guys. Uh thanks for tuning in to the uh what we think is gonna be the first episode. I hope so. And maybe if this never gets released, it'll be the lost episode. Yeah. So then like once we're 45 in, we'll release this one, the lost episode. The lost archived episode. Or it's just going to be episode one. We don't know. It might be episode one. Uh, regardless, guys, thanks for tuning in to episode one of the Breakfast Balls podcast. Uh, we do actually have some merch available, some Breakfast Balls merch that um, has been doing pretty well. We've been expanding the Breakfast Ball line along the Midwest and uh, the merch has been doing well. So you guys can check that out at OUBetcha.com. And you might be asking, why are you on OUBetcha.com? We are a sub-brand of the You Betcha brand. Uh, we are the breakfast ball crew. So guys, you can go check the merch out at OUBetcha.com. We got the dad hats. We got, uh, we got the polos. We got all that good stuff that you need to start your golf wardrobe on the right foot. That is episode one. Tyler... May your beers be cold and your putts be straight. I am Ryan the T-shirt guy. And I am Tyler the camera guy. Thanks for listening. Love you. Hell, that's a breakfast ball.